You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Chrissy Rutherford here. Hi. Senior fashion editor at Bazaar.com. That I am. You're really young, which is, I mean, it's kind of amazing. Not really. I'm not young. I'm older than you. Oh, okay. Yeah. By what? Like two years? One Uh, year? No, I think three years. How old are you? I just turned 31. Oh, congratulations. Okay. we're, we're, (laughs) We're in the same ballpark. I feel like I got you at a good time because you just came back from... An amazing Caribbean vacation. Where were you even? I was in St. Martin. Oh, my God. It was really nice. Although it was not at all what I expected it to be. What were you expecting? Um, Well, I just... I don't know. I guess I thought it was going to be like Jamaica, which is where I spend most of my time if I go to the Caribbean. Um, But it was... I stayed on the French side of the island. It split half French, half Dutch. And... It was really French. Like, mm, yeah. All French restaurants, yep, everyone yep, yep. speaking French, yeah. and like predominantly white, yeah. which I thought was really surprising. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where are all Did the Did you see like the white the women uh, getting their hair braided on the beach? That always gives me like a hearty chuckle. <laughs> I actually didn't. Oh. I only saw like some kids with their hair braided, yeah. which I was actually surprised. I thought there was going to be a lot more. Yeah. Braided hair and beads. <laughs> White women being like, this is my chance to get the cornrows that I've been seeing. Well, on also, the I was thinking that I might need to get my hair braided when I went down there, um, but I just decided to wing it. Yeah. I mean, what's amazing about going on vacation, especially to a place like that, is packing the bare minimum of like beauty standards and just, even though you didn't wear sunscreen, which is. <laughs> Really bad. Bad. Did your dermatologist I, like give you a talking to? No. So actually my dermatologist just made me feel so much better because she told me that when she doesn't pack the right sunscreen that some that she goes without it. Because oh. I did put sunscreen on the first day, but it was like regular sunscreen for your body, like Neutrogena or something. And it started making me break out. So oh, I was yeah, like, so I it's not can't it. do this. So... I feel like I know you because... (laughs) Well, we do know each other. We know each other, of course. But also, I follow you on Instagram along with 25,000 other people. (laughs) So I see, you know, your day-to-day, all these fabulous things you're doing. But I actually want to start from the beginning. Sure. So where are you from? I'm from 
Bedford Hills in Westchester, New York. So just an hour outside the city. Okay. Was it like very suburb? Like, did you go to a big suburban high school with cheerleaders and football players? Yes. The whole suburban upbringing for sure. Okay. And were you, I just know this from movies. I always (laughs) wish that I went to a school like this with like outdoor lockers and the whole nine. (laughs) Were there cliques like the sports people, the theater nerds? And where did you fit in? For sure. Um, where did I fit in? I don't know. I had a really great g- group of friends. We weren't the popular girls, but we weren't unpopular. Like there was only one group right. of popular girls. So like, yeah. aside- and they're not cool now, right? That's always the case. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. You can say it. I'll say it for you. <laughs> so, yeah. I think since I was like, I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve, I definitely loved fashion, and I used to read. Harper's Bazaar and Cosmopolitan and all these other magazines. Yeah, me too. I can think back to having just these horrible, actually in retrospect, hideous collages like on the inside of all of my closets with like cutouts of like Kate Moss and do you remember Gemma Ward? Ward. Yes, of course. That was like, (laughs) this is like now vintage, but like I remember like being like, oh my God, the new face of Prada, like uh, and there was another website that now the name is escaping me. Maybe it was the fashion spot, but it was like there was a time for like fashion fan nerddom, like it the was early the internet spot. And actually, the New York Times just did an article on this fashion community that was called fashion fags, but then they shortened it to fashion after they realized yeah. that, that might be offensive <laughs> maybe, to some people. Yeah, maybe a little um, bit. And. Uh, yeah, that was such an amazing forum for people who like r- were really obsessed with fashion. Like right. I think that I don't know, people's interest in fashion has totally changed yes. today and yes. I think that it's so easy to consume. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere. You see it on Instagram, you see it on Pinterest, right. on Facebook, right. you know, everywhere. And I remember when I was in high school, I literally used Every month when I would get like the new Harper's Bazaar, the new Vogue, I had a friend who also loved fashion and we would literally talk on the phone and just go, go through page it page by, by page. page. I love that. And like talk about the advertisements <laughs> yes, yeah. and all the editorials. Everything. Yep. And you just like lived it, yes. breathed yes. it. It was yes. everything. Yes. And I feel like there's such a big difference between so some people say they love fashion and they really mean that they love to shop. Right. And then there's appreciating the industry, the art form, the makeup. Like, I feel like the true fashion fans, they know who did the hair on an image. They know who who the photographer was. They know who did the styling. Right. They know every single aspect of what went into creating that image. A hundred percent. And that's what makes it, like, so fun to follow. Totally. But, like, I've fallen off. I mean, you work in the industry, but I don't. But I've also fallen off. Like, I don't read fashion magazines anymore. (laughs) I see things on Instagram or, you know, on the internet while I'm looking for ideas and stuff like that, that's really the only time that I see right. like fashion editorials. So you knew you wanted to kind of have a career in fashion, or did you, you knew you loved fashion, but did you know yes. you wanted a career in it? Yes. I just didn't really, I don't think I knew what it all really entailed. Right. But I always thought that I wanted to be the person that picked the clothes that right. You, right. Know, you see in the magazine. Right. Like, that was my thinking. Okay. <laughs> and it's interesting because the job you have now technically didn't really exist. Right. 
Like right. I, yeah. I, I don't think I ever thought that I would be doing what I'm doing now. I don't even think when I got my first job in fashion or like even my first job in publishing that I really thought that I would be doing everything that I'm doing now. Right. And where did you start? <clears throat> my start was a little rocky because I graduated college in 2008 and it was like right when the economy was oh. going to shit for yep. lack of a better word. And so, <clears throat> you know, I had interned at Harper's Bazaar for two summers while I was in college. So when I graduated, I was like, oh, I'm getting a job right. like right away. Right. My editors that I reported to loved me. Mm-hmm like, you know, sold. Um, but it wasn't easy at all. And of course I took the summer off cause I wanted to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, by August when I started looking around and like emailing the editors that I had reported to, it was just like, there was nothing. Right. Um, so I actually got my start freelancing at a multi-label showroom. They did the sales for a lot of cool contemporary brands. A lot of them European, Um, and so I would work there during like the fashion market period. So that would start like during New York fashion week and last until maybe two weeks after Paris. So you got like all of the craziness. Kind of. So I was, you know, all the buyers would be coming in to buy for the following season. And even though it wasn't what I thought I wanted to do, it was still really interesting to see Mm -hmm. people like Linda Fargo come in or, you know, all these boutique owners and watch them, you know, buy for the following season and see like why they picked, you know, the things that they were going to sell. You know, some people would be like, Oh, my customer only wears dresses. My customer loves suits or something like that. That is interesting. Yeah. To appreciate a job like that, you almost have to have that like fashion nerd obsession because the hours are long, the pay is low. So yep. Linda Fargo walking in has to make your day, right? Absolutely. You know, you have to like you have to like really love it to tolerate the amount of work that goes into it. A hundred percent, and like relish those like little yes. moments and like seeing the new clothes mm-hmm. and like getting to touch them and yep. you know all the little details. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was an intern and you know, I would post things on Facebook for my internship and then some girls would like message me and be like, Oh my God, your internship looks so cool. You're like, can you get me an internship there? And I would tell them like, listen, <laughs> I, had to fight, you, I had to fight my way here. Yeah. Also like, unless you really, really want really, to yeah. do this with your life, it is not fun. Cause I would yes. not, while I obviously learned a lot in my internship, like it's really tough. Of course, yes. And if you don't love it, you I can't you, do it. you won't last a week. <laughs> you can't do it. I loved the Vogue internship. It was very difficult, but I was confused by girls who complained because I was sort of like you're at Vogue, like Right. Andre Leon Talley says jump how high? Right? It's like an, it's almost like yes. you're you're working in the temple of like a bazaar or a Vogue and you just have to do what's asked of you. And you have to come in with that expectation. And some yeah. people aren't, some people, I feel like if you aren't going to make it in fashion, you probably find out within the first year. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. I also, one thing that I really miss about working in fashion, it's been a one year anniversary out of, out of fashion. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really miss working with women and seeing strong women in leadership positions everywhere because it's something that you really take for granted when you work they're a different company where there are, right. you know, there are a few senior women, but when you work in fashion, you really get to see smart, intelligent, dynamic, 
amazing women everywhere you look. And that's like, kind of like can't be beat. Right. On the other side of that, um, I went to an all-girls school, so I also know how (laughs) girls can be. Yes. There is a competitive that I think exists amongst women that you don't find in more like mixed right. gender situations. Do you find that? Yes. I, I would agree with that for sure. I also noticed that I feel like, you know, you are one of the few black women that's working in fashion um, at your level, right? And I feel like there's a camaraderie, yeah. at least from the outside looking in, there feels like it feels like there's this real like camaraderie. Yes. Are you friends with like other fashion editors of color? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's something that's, you know, really strengthened like over the last, I would say, two years. Like, of course, there's like a few black editors that I've always known. Um, Nikki Ognaki, who works at L.com, mm-hmm. she and I actually interned together at Bazaar. Oh, no so. Yeah, there's been a few that I've known or have interacted with, but I feel like there is now this, you know, camaraderie between all the other black editors that you see at Fashion Week and right. every, you know, everyone kind of knows one another. So once you meet a few, then you start to meet more and you get and into the fold. it really it really is nice to have that. I will yes, say. Yes, of course. Of course. What do you think you or other black editors have to deal with that other editors don't have to? I don't know. I, you know, I've been asked before, you know, do I think that I, you know, I faced obstacles getting a job or getting to where I was because Mm -hmm. I was black and, um, I don't know. I think I had a challenging time just like anyone else who was probably just trying to break into the industry. Um, I do think it's challenging because, of course, there are so few black editors in Mm -hmm. the industry. Um, And I think that there were definitely one or two occasions where I showed up for an interview and I could kind of tell Mm. on the interviewer's face that they were surprised Mm. that I was black. Mm. but yeah. I don't know. I think that I've always come across as super passionate yes. um, about my job. And I think that people can really see that. So yeah. I would like to believe that the color of my skin has never really right. impeded my success. Right. <laughs> and then in a weird way, it can also be a benefit, right, to be a woman of color. And uh, yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, having that perspective, especially... Yes. Um, right now, yes, yes. because there are few, you know, there are a few of us, and I think that everyone is really looking for that perspective right yes, now and making yeah. sure that you know our voices are heard. So I think that it's really important um, to bring to be able to bring that to the table, and also not to say that I can obviously speak for all yes. um, black women, yes. and I'm actually really proud that I work for or I work with a team that is super mindful of Mm -hmm. you know diversity in general do you think that tokenism so let me go back a bit more so now than ever there are black people that are integrated into like fashion campaigns and beauty campaigns right do you worry that it's a trend 
and like all trends, it will fade away? Or do you think it's really um, a permanent change that we will start to be more mindful of representation? Uh, I definitely don't think it's something we're going to see go away. I think that just people are demanding this. And I, I actually think that now when I see campaigns or especially during fashion week, when you go to a show and you see no models of color, it's like, it looks so old fashioned, right? It's just so blatant. Yes, exactly. It's like, what? It stands out so So much much to me. And I never really thought about it before, you know, when I was first starting out because it was just like, this is the way, this is the way it is. Yes. Yes. Wow. (laughs) But now, yes, it has definitely changed and, it just seems so blatant. And, um, you know, I hate to think that there are campaigns that people are casting and thinking, okay, well, we just need like one black girl in this, like, so people don't Mm -hmm. get upset. Um, (laughs) but there are so many amazing black models right now. There are so many. Um, and I mean, I guess, Hey, if there is a quota and they're getting involved, then that's great. Um, And they're proving themselves. But I do think that, you know, it's just something people are taking into consideration more. Yeah, which is good and appreciated, even if their intentions aren't wholly pure. Right. The end result is the same. The representation is still there. Yeah. (laughs) You work, where's the office? It's the Hearst Building, which is by the Time Warner Center. Yes, 57th and 8th. So getting dressed every day to walk into work at a fashion magazine where everyone does fashion, beauty, like, is it, like, I have a hard time getting dressed and I work around people that don't even care. <laughs> care. How is it getting dressed in the morning? Because women are the harshest, you know, we, we all dress for other women. Right. How is it getting dressed? Like, do you lay out your clothes the night before? No, I would have, like, panic attacks. I don't. Yeah, I, I've actually become more casual in the way that I get dressed lately. Like I never used to be a jeans person and now I wear jeans pretty much every day. But when you find um, the right jeans, I know. who's who's your brand? Because everyone has like their okay. like mine is mother. Mine is citizens of humanity. Okay. They're they've like changed my life. Um, <laughs> yes. Once you find the right ones, it's like done, duh. Like what was I doing before? Yeah. And I don't know, I think that there's something cool to the way to how versatile like jeans can be and mm-hmm. how different you can play with them. Like, you know, they can obviously be super casual or mm-hmm. you can dress them. Um, and I think like dress, interestingly, like while wearing jeans, I yes. think is just so cool. It's an accomplishment. Yes. It's an accomplishment. Um, do you wear, do people wear heels at work? Uh, yeah. My fashion director, Carrie Pieri, she wears heels every single day of her life. Amazing. I um, kind of, I really envy that. And like, yeah. I wish she she's on the smaller side. Okay. So she just like flats are not an option for her and she's <laughs> pregnant right now. So what? It'll be she's real, wearing heels while pregnant. So it'll be funny to see how long she lasts. I know. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, I go back and forth. I don't wear super high heels anymore because I just can't. It's like, painful. My knees are bad. <laughs> it's not good for you, and it's painful. Um, so I like a, t- I like a stacked heel. I like like a short two and a half inch heel. Mm-hmm. You have such amazing skin, and I feel like every time I see your photos, you oh look so God. like fresh faced. <laughs> do you do make? Do you wear makeup to work? I do. But like it's like very it's like you do the no makeup makeup look perfectly. 
Yes. I don't like to look like I'm wearing makeup. Yeah. Um, and actually, very recently, I just started wearing foundation. Like, I... I don't know. I very always, unsh- like, had, like, a weird relationship with foundation. <laughs> I, like, I hear you. For so long... It's I, hard to find your, your skin color. Exactly. And also, like, for so long, I didn't have good skin, so I thought that, like... You know, putting foundation on my skin would be bad. But you then I'm like people. Skin. But then I'm like people who have good skin don't need to wear foundation. So I was very confused as to like who foundation was <laughs> who is actually it for? for. You have really good skin though. There was a time where you didn't. This I, is like- I haven't. Okay, <laughs> I have struggled with acne my what for what feels like my entire life. Really, like, since I was a teenager, um, I've always had bad skin and. You know, I've but your skin is totally clear now. So what? What have you? Do you take Accutane or no? Okay, but it almost got to that. Um, so I'm actually I'm actually in the process of writing a story about this for Bizarre, but I will tell you yes, and your give us the exclusive. Listeners. Yes. Um, so about a year and a half ago, I, so my acne was always like just you know bothersome whiteheads. The usual, but like a year and a half ago, I started getting cystic acne, which yeah. is the absolute, absolute worst. worst. Yeah, you wake up and you're like, "What am I looking at in the mirror today?" I yeah. had never had it before, and like you know, it would just be like one here, a couple weeks, one there, but then all of a sudden, it was just like coming more and more and more. I was literally like at my dermatologist's office. Every other day, getting cortisone injections, oh getting God. extractions. Um, I'm allergic to amoxicillin, so a lot of acne medication I can't take, take it, which yeah. also I don't want to be taking antibiotics. Right. Um, and so I was using topicals for a while, like Retin-A Micro, and it helped for a little bit. Um, when I was just had whiteheads, but when you have cystic acne, it doesn't help. Like right. literally nothing helps. helps. Yeah. yeah. Cystic acne. Yeah. A good attitude helps. <laughs> yeah. I am not my skin. Yeah. I know. Ugh. Yeah. It, like having clear skin for a little while and then having cystic acne, your late twenties, like approaching 30 is really like a test for your self-esteem. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, thank God I have like a good sense of self-esteem. So right. yeah, I, I, you know, can look at it as though, yes, I'm not my skin. Right. Um, and I feel like cystic acne is weirdly becoming more and more common because huh. I, you know, obviously I'm out all the time and I see a lot of girls with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is actually fairly common. And um, yeah, so I, you know, my dermatologist kept like, you know, switching up my prescription for retinoids and everything and nothing was helping. Um, I started seeing this um, celebrity esthetician, Renee Rouleau. She's actually based in Texas. Oh my God. Um, but I saw her, but she travels to like LA and New York. And actually the first time I saw her was when I was in LA for work. And so she's like one of, I think the few um, estheticians and she has her own skincare line to create um, a product for cystic acne, ah. but acne, you know, like no. What's the t- name of her line? So people that are Ren- dealing with this. Renee Rouleau. It's her okay. name. Okay, Renee Rouleau. Okay. So, but what she has told me is like, n- you know, obviously we know like n- there's no two bodies that are the same, mm-hmm. and like acne is kind yep. of the same way. So yep. like. 
the product works really well for some people. It didn't really work for me. Like, okay. I think it helped a little bit, but um, not to the extent that I would have liked. So then, of course, I spent a lot of time searching on the internet, searching, yes. searching, searching. Um, also, my doctor had prescribed me spironolactone, which a lot of people are taking right now for cystic acne, but it was giving me chest pains. Oh, God. Which is a similar side effect I was having to when I was on birth control for my skin. So oh I gosh. couldn't, like, my body just I'd rather doesn't... have bad skin than have chest pains, yeah, right? So, <laughs> so I just... My body does not like my hormones, like, being toyed with. Yeah. Um, so, yes, after much research on the internet, I found this all-natural supplement that a lot of people were talking about I'm called... I'm so excited to hear you say this because I'm, like, a big advocate for natural beauty. Okay, continue. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so this supplement called DIM, D-I-M, and mm. it's based in um, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower, like cancer patients take it. Um, oh, apparently wow. it, it helps to balance your estrogen levels because my acne was, was totally hormonal. It right. was predominantly on the lower half of my face. Um, and, and do you still take this now? Yes. I'm not taking it like every single day, like I used to. Um, but literally two weeks after taking it, my skin totally changed. Wow. And, like, yes. and I've been on it since November, I think. That's an, well, it's, it's working. Your skin it's, is flawless. That's amazing. It's totally worked. I mean, I'm still getting like little whiteheads here and there, but yeah, like I haven't has. had a cystic pimple in so wow. long. I know. I am such a, like cheerleader for natural beauty because I think most skincare brands are just a bunch of BS. And I think that, you know, the turmeric and honey and egg white and green tea that you have at home are the best remedies for your skin. It does take some like testing and learning what works, totally, but it's so worth it because a lot of the chemical prescription grade skincare and medications are actually really harmful for you. Yeah. So that's, that's good. It's also good, though, I would say, that you worked with a dermatologist because a lot of people don't see dermatologists at all. Right. And you can self-diagnose, but I think it is good to have, yeah. like, an expert right. <laughs> look at your skin. Um, for sure. But I am glad, you know, that I did my own little research because I don't think there's any dermatologist that's going to tell you that you should yes. take this supplement right. that right. you can literally buy over the counter. Right. I order right. it on Amazon. Right. Um, and literally, you know, after months and months and months of, you know, seeing a dermatologist and it, I was like really at wit's end. <laughs> You're like, I can't. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So. And so. I'm imagining I'm Chrissy. I'm at, I'm 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 in the dot com section with all of the editors from all of these places, and I have a skin problem. Like, do you just like tap the beauty editors? Like, excuse me, I well, have a question. Yeah, I'm my beauty editor actually also recommended something really awesome to me that I've been using, which um, is glycolic acid peels. Ooh. So I she, and I actually I also read about them. From Ashley Weatherford. She's the beauty editor at New York oh, Mag. Yes. Her Into the Gloss interview. She uh, mentioned that she had been using glycolic peels from Austin and Kane. So I asked my beauty editor to um, to call them in for me. And she said, like, you know, are you ex- my beauty editor asked me, are you exfoliating? And I was like, oh, well, I have like one of those brush thingies yeah, yeah, that I use when I wash yeah, 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 when I wash my face. 
And she was like, you know, I don't use those anymore. Like I do a chemical exfoliant. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that totally changed my life. I use my little glycolic pack. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Every morning and every night. And like my skin has never been softer. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so using that and like I'm still using my retinoids a little bit because, you know, they're anti-wrinkle. Yeah. But they could retinoids are interesting because some people get really bad dry skin from them. Yes. So you have to you kind of just have You have to ease into it. Yes. I'm on like the highest level right now. You reach you reach the max. (laughs) Yeah. But you're probably using a nice moisturizer to like seal it. And also like my skin is the opposite of sensitive. Like I could literally put (laughs) anything on it and it would be fine. Um, I do use it with a good moisturizer and I don't use it any every day anymore. But like yeah, when I first started using it, like my skin was peeling like crazy. Because it was but then your skin adjusts to it and like my skin is never dry. Yeah. I'm like, can someone tone down the oil that's just Yeah, your skin, your skin is skin. perfect. You have like, <laughs> what's like body dysmorphia for skin? You have perfect skin. But I think that Thanks. we're always very critical of ourselves. It's hard to ask what a typical day is because your yeah. day is the same. But like general, high level, um, what time do you get in? Lately, I've really been pushing it. <laughs> I mean, I get in. Well, of course, when I wake up, I check my email. So if there's anything urgent, I tend to that. Um, but I normally get in around ten. Okay. Um, same. Same with me at uh, Viacom. Yeah, I feel like most creative offices yeah. uh, start at ten. And although, like my junior editors who cover news start they have much to be earlier. Early. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I spend a lot of time checking my email. Sometimes yes. I feel like I spend all day in we my all email. Do. We all do. <laughs> like there's two types of people. It's like the people who are on email and like are good at email stuff. And then like the people who get shit done. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> because you can't get shit you done can't do both. if you're in your email. All the time. Then like, for instance, I'm working on, I'm styling a beauty shoot actually oh. on Thursday So I literally on the plane to St. Martin last Thursday, I started sending some requests um, for clothes that I wanted. So today I had to kind of hit the ground running and like do the rest of the stuff Mm -hmm. that I wanted, uh, making sure things are coming in. So when you, sorry, when you say requests, you are requesting samples, samples from publicists. Yeah. I think that one of the things that people 
maybe outside of the industry don't understand is that like fashion shows have a purpose. Right. They invite the editor so that they can see the clothes that yes. they will then use yes. and share with millions of people out yeah. into the world, right? Like your image that you produce is going to be seen by millions of people. Right. And it's a brand wants you to pick their stuff. Totally. And there are a lot of people at fashion shows now that are like influencers, blog, you know, they're, they're there to have fun and get a great Instagram post. And then there are people like you that are like, I'm literally I'm like, here This for is work. my job. Yes. Yeah, so you're like, can you please like stop taking selfies in front of me? I'm trying to like actually see the clothes. Does yeah. it frustrate you? Yes, absolutely. Um, and you know, I don't want to like, I'm not going to like hate on bloggers because yeah. I'm friends with, you know, a couple bloggers and I do respect what some of them do. I mean, I can't say I respect all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't say that all of them have the integrity, um, of, you know, the rest of the industry. I just think that it's an interesting dynamic because when I was growing up and as far as, you know, I've always known people that work at fashion magazines are the Authority yes, yes. In the industry. Yes. Um, but especially like when you work online, even though I work for one of the biggest fashion brands uh, and, you know, Bazaar is the oldest fashion magazine. We're actually mm-hmm. celebrating our 150th anniversary this year. Lots of fun events coming up. Yes. Um, sometimes it feels like you're treated like a second class citizen. <laughs> Doing digital? Yes. Wow. But it's, it's, that's incredible. It's like the fashion magazine. Well, sometimes it's it's the blogger. Sometimes it's the blogger editor. Bloggers are ahead of digital? Yes. At an established brand? Yes. Wow. Yes. At fashion shows, 100%. Right. Okay. 100%. Because they have now taken the place of a celebrity like they're kind of the celebrity yeah right it's it's the blogger celebrity mm-hmm. the magazine editor then digital editor so the thing that's so interesting to me is the public like the reach right if you're, if right. you're thinking on an impressions level of digital content versus something that's in the, a print magazine it's it's incomparable, right? Digital is so much bigger than print in terms of circulation and reach, but there's still 100%. this prestige around print. But I'm sure you've seen it change a lot since you've started. Um, yes, but there are some people who like cling to print magazines. Like yeah. it's actually insane sometimes <laughs> when you know we're talking to someone about doing a digital feature and they're like oh well can this be in print too and you're like first of all no because we're a separate team <laughs> yeah. so you'll have to go talk to yeah. someone else but and also like digital is what you want yes but there's something about that glossy paper that like has everyone like <laughs> hi like, i'm really excited to ask you about your well do you want to start with products you love or trends that you really just want to see go away forever um i'll start with products i love okay start positive um, i have to go over three but and this is kind of based off of things that like i like use on a regular yes, basis, obviously, you. because yeah. that's why I love them. So as I mentioned before, Renee Rouleau, who's a celebrity esthetician that I've been seeing, um, I'm like really lucky. I think that in the last like couple of years, I've managed to find these beauty people who are like super invested mm-hmm. in like my well-being 
whether it's my hair or my skin. So Renee is so amazing. And like, even though she's based in Texas, like every month I get an email from her and she's like, how's your skin doing? What do you need? That's amazing. Yeah. And it makes me feel really good because it's like, okay, someone's in this fight (laughs) with me. Yes. yes. Um, And you know, I was the last time she emailed me, which I think was like in the beginning of February, actually, I was like super excited to tell her like, oh my God, my skin's been so good. So she gave me these two amazing face masks that I use every Sunday. Um, One is this like triple berry peel and it smells as amazing as it sounds. I like always want to eat it. And (laughs) it's like literally like feels like you're, putting like a berry like puree on your face and it stings it has all those fruit acids yeah Yeah. but it's so good and then after that i do this um a rapid response mask um and it's like this like cool like jelly kind of mask that you put on your skin and i always do it after i fly like i always bring it Mm, with me when i travel um and it's supposed to just like you know clear out your pores and make everything all nice and smooth so that's super important to me and so yeah I always use that mask when I travel but otherwise I do it every Sunday the triple berry mask first then the rapid response Friday night is my mask night I feel Uh, like it's very important for a beauty routine to have a night so like Sunday night's your night yes okay um and then what else do I love what do you use you have beautiful healthy hair what do you do for your hair oh my hair um, oh my god, my hair has been like such a journey. <laughs> Are you natural? I am. Yeah. Oh, gosh, for, we could do a whole another hour on this. I know for two two and a half years now. Okay. Um, I don't do my own hair though, like ever. I never okay, wash so you, my hair. It's just my I have too much of it, and I really can't deal with it. But so. it's so thick and beautiful. So you go to someone, they trim it, they blow it out, yeah, flat iron I it. I get yes, I get a blowout. Pretty much once a week. Sometimes I'll go like every other week. Like it's that been, must get expensive, no? Uh, kind of. Where do you go? Um, so I have like my main hair girl, Liz mm-hmm. Owusu, who I've been seeing for like six or seven years now. And she is so she she's, some like famous celebrity person. Um, she's worked with. <laughs> You're like some, of course she's it's a, me. No, like <laughs> she's worked with some celebrities, okay. but um, she has a salon and. Bedside, okay. so I travel all the way out there. She's totally worth it. I mean, of course, once you find the right person. Yeah, you can't. And I found her very randomly at a salon in Soho, and then I would see her there, and then she's like, "I'm gonna open my own salon." So I followed her, um, and she has like been so invested in my hair. Like oh, I can't amazing. like cut she my, like, I can't cut like get a trim without us like having a conversation oh about it first. She actually won't let me cut my hair right now. Um, so, you know, I've been, that's through. good. So many people don't care about your hair at all. I had a horrible I know. experience getting heat damage, but from like a flat iron that was too hot. Oh yeah. And I was like, literally never again. Yeah. Will I trust someone to put heat on my hair because I know it's really tricky. Um, so yeah, she's been through everything with me when I was still relaxing my hair, I was relaxing my hair while having a weave. And then she like got me to stretch out my relaxer until I eventually just stopped it yeah. completely. You don't really need, I mean, relaxers are you, very unnecessary. You, yes. Yeah. And I actually wrote a story like a couple years ago for Bizarre about oh, why okay. I, I remember relax, that. Yeah, I remember why I relaxed that. my hair, I remember which I'm that. eventually going to write something about like, you know, being natural now. And like, yes, I will never say like, oh, I regret relaxing my hair because it's who didn't do it and it served a purpose. Exactly. And, 
you know, I didn't really know any better, but I think the most important thing though, it's not about, oh, you know, conforming to these white beauty standards. (laughs) Exactly. It's, It's more just like, it's a personal choice. It's a personal choice, but also like relaxers are like a terrible chemical and yes. who knows what the hell it's doing to yeah, you. No, it's our, really like it's so yeah. close to our brains. Like who I know, knows I know. what the hell I mean, is it going burns. on. All yes. of the physical signals are there that it's not something you should be doing, <laughs> right? It's like it gets put on your head and it like immediately terrible, you're like. It smells terrible. It's exactly. burning your yeah. scalp off. Yeah. Like, All of your biological scabs, signs are like, like nope, nope, yeah. poison. <laughs> Don't do this. And we're like. It's getting so straight. Yeah. Yeah. And and part of the reason I think why I relaxed my hair was that I didn't know that if you had natural hair that your hair could, could be, be this straight. straight. Yeah. Yeah. Your hair is super straight. Do you ever wear your hair curly? I haven't yet. I want it to grow a little bit longer because your as, hair is long. I mean, not really, but because I have a blunt cut mm-hmm. when it is curly, like I have seen it. Mm-hmm. you know, out and curly before. It has a very weird shape because okay. of my it blunt cut. Gorgeous. It's like it's like short at the bottom yeah. and then like kind of goes out on but the But I side. feel like that's really cool. Uh, have you ever know. tried a straw set? No. What's that? A straw it's like they put these they put your hair in like uh, little rods and you sit under the dryer and like they it's like perfect spirals. Oh. I'll show you some pictures after. Okay. I feel like I would love to see you with curly hair. But you're I also- do have like per I have like perfect ringlets. At least like in the back, the top. Everyone's so texture is different, yeah. Because it's just like heat trained and like yeah. so it's just like limp. It's limp. Yeah. <laughs> but even if even if you never used heat on your hair, most people have multiple textures mm. on their head. It's very rare to have like a uniform right. texture everywhere. Yeah, I'm still, you know, a novice to this whole thing. Do you have any girl crushes? You mentioned Rihanna. Rihanna. I mean, I love her so much. (laughs) What is it about Rihanna that you love so much? Um, I love how fearless she is about beauty. Like, for so long, you know, I was so, like, caught up in, like, you know, wanting to have my hair long and, like, Mm -hmm. wanting to have a weave and, like, thinking that, like, you know, that was when I looked the best and the sexiest. And, like, literally, Rihanna looks sexy no matter what. And it's because it just, like, emanates from within. Like, she is so confident and badass, and she just owns who she is and, like, does not apologize for anything. She just is who she is. She dresses like a boy. She dresses like a girl. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I feel like for so long we've been taught that long hair equals sexy yes beautiful and she it's just kind so of true that. my the girl crush that I'm like coming to terms with now is uh, <laughs> because I've been watching this horrible show on HBO called Big Little Lies, Lies. it's, it's like, not a horrible show I though think, I think it's horrible you, no it's, it's amazing so bad. I like watch it and I'm like I'm watching a are daytime you show. serious I think it is so good and it's like and it's I think it's just cool to see such amazing actors in a TV series. Okay, so you know who my crush is going to be, right? It's Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, yes. I'm just, like, watching her, and I'm just like, (laughs) am I even straight? Like, (laughs) what are you? You're so gorgeous. You're so cool. You seem so comfortable in your own body. She's, like, my... Her body is awesome. Yeah. Seems like she does, like, a lot of working out. Yes. I also think Nicole Kidman is looking really good. I feel like she's, like kind of laid off the, the face, stuff, face stuff and yeah. and she just looks like herself yeah. but like really awesome really, really good her like awkward rape scenes with her husband oh my god so uncomfortable they just make me so uncomfortable I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like okay they're fighting like he's gonna start raping her soon and like yeah but anyway 
that show aside, let me uh. hear let me hear the beauty trends that you want to just well, go away. <laughs> yes, t- take a sip. Um, I didn't really give much thought to this because. It's fine. Uh, okay. I know what it is. Okay. It is this whole obsession with injecting your lips, the fake eyelashes, the everything. Yeah. Just detached from reality. It's just so weird. And also from my perspective is like someone like, you know, I've never thought that I had like super big lips or small lips. I just thought like, you know, I have like right. I look decent. Like a person. I have yeah. decent lips. Yeah. I have nice eyelashes. You have gorgeous eyelashes and gorgeous eyebrows. So now it's like all these people are, you know, doing all these synthetic things, and then you're like, They're oh, cheating. so now I look like shit. Like now I need to get <laughs> right. eyelash extensions, and now right. I need lip injections, like right. to compete, and I'm not going to do that. So right. oh, everyone just interesting. like. Can we just so, like calm down? Wait, and I don't hate on like plastic surgery. Like, get your Botox, mm-hmm. you know, boob job, whatever. Right, do what makes you happy. Um, but I can see from your point of view, like you have these like, like gorgeous full lashes. I don't have those, and then I get <laughs> eyelash extensions, and like, now we're on the same level. And it's like you're like, okay, I was born this way. It's not, <laughs> like I'm born this way. It's not. Bitch. It's not fair. Yeah. yeah. I okay. I feel but that. It's okay. It has gotten out of hand. It has. It has. Okay. Anything else? And I think it's you know it's like the whole Kylie Jenner effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do respect. I do respect that family, and that I think they are. Well, Chris Jenner is a genius. Like people mm-hmm. who say like, oh, they're stupid. Like don't know anything because you try to make yourself famous off of absolutely nothing. Nothing. Like it's not hard. Um, and so what they've accomplished, I think is truly brilliant. It is. Um, but, but, but the popularity of that look has, it's almost like everyone is morphing into the same person. Yes. A hundred percent. It's like this weird cloning of this Kardashian look and people are starting to become more and more similar in the way they present themselves. When it's the like, can't we there. just accept that we're all born differently? differently. Yeah. I mean, one of my best friends told me recently like that she can't follow any models on Instagram because they make her feel bad about herself. I'm like, but... Okay, let's, <laughs> let's talk about that because one of the things that I love that you do, and I love when all of my friends do it, you posted, you know, you were just in St. Martin. You posted, like, pictures in your bikini. Yeah, I always do. <laughs> you have a, but you have, okay, you have an amazing body. <laughs> but sometimes girls are extremely self-conscious. They're right. like, I don't know if I can post this, you know? Like, I'm not perfect. Two, I think that a lot of people have this, I don't know, strange worry that it makes them seem vain to post a picture like that. Right. There is something so refreshing and nice about someone who is confident in her body and, like, not making excuses for that confidence. Right. And, you know, I have a hard time with things like that. Even Emily Ratajkowski and all that she brings up Mm -hmm. into conversation with her social media presence. And it's just like, let the girl live. Like she was born with an amazing Amazing body. body. Exactly. And if you had that body, you would post photos of it all the time too. And stop with the like, Oh, well she's promoting like unrealistic body ideals. Like it's not unrealistic because she exists and other people like her do exist. And we just all have to accept that. Like we were all born differently. Like 
there's like I was always brought up to like you know be who I am and accept what I looked like and you know my dad always said to me if you got it flaunt it and exactly. that's what I do yes. like I I love my body and like I'm not even in great shape right now like no, I'm it. like but- it's about time that I start working out because I've never been a the person that works out I eat whatever I want to eat and um yeah of course I'm still super thin I still fit in all my yes. clothes but my body doesn't look like the way that I would like it to right now. So it's like, that is something on my mind that like, okay, you know, I need to like get into a little bit of a routine also just to be healthy, but like, I'm not going to feel remotely bad about yes. posting a photo of myself in yes. my bathing suit. Yes. Like keep, keep if you have coming. a problem with that, then look the other way. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And like, speaking, I will never like apologize for that. Thank you. And, and like <laughs> speaking for all of all 25,000 of your followers, <laughs> like, sorry, 25,000 plus <laughs> keep them coming. I love to see you enjoying your life. You have a beautiful body. And I think what you, you what you said about loving your body and back to Rihanna, like it shows, right? You yeah. can tell you can tell when someone is showing their body because they love it and they're having fun and they're not self conscious. Right. And that's I feel like infectious and there should be more more women should be posting. Right. And I don't think like, you know, that I necessarily like I don't think that I look like, you know, the models that are like I don't look like Emily Radic. Are there any other trends that you find to be just, like, horrid? Other than, like, the fake... I think the, like... I, people are calling it Instagram makeup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like... I don't know, the girls who are just, like, super done up all the time. Like, I understand, like, you know, we all like makeup, but I don't know. I just think that we should also be like showing who we really are. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a time and a place, right? And there is definitely a time and a place. And I don't know. I just see, you know, some of these girls on social media who just are like piling on all this makeup and, you know, the contouring, the concealer, the brows, the like concealer under the brows to like make it look super sharp. And, I'm just like, that is so much work. I, I actually did a, a Facebook Live video with a couple of my editors where we raced to see who could put their makeup on faster. And, <laughs> and, I, won. and I won. You were like, put on some chapstick in your like, oh. <laughs> No, and I, I mean, I put on concealer, foundation, and everything else, but like, it was just funny, you know, one of my editors who's like, can only put on like her makeup, her foundation with like a beauty blender. And I just put things on with my hand and like slap it on. And I don't know. I have like really, uh, like a lot of conspiracy theories about the beauty industry, because I really do think that it is made to make you spend a lot of money and think that you need the next big thing. Totally. And I'm, I'm getting this feeling that all of these new tools are just like excuses to make you spend money because if you talk to a makeup artist they have to use tools because it's not that hygienic to use their hands right but they'll say like on myself i just blend stuff with my finger and it's the and it's better because it's like the heat from your hands and people are using these like have you seen these like they almost look like toothbrushes now like these crazy makeup brushes that are like oh yes 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 and i'm like i actually got a set of those but i just can't be bothered i'm like i don't i don't need these exactly there's just like always something new that you like happen to need to spend money on right which is why and the beauty industry makes so much money because the markup is insane 
oh, it's insane. <laughs> you are like pinned on my fashion street style inspiration <laughs> boards, like in your oh fabulous pantsuits. Because oh I my think, God, yes, I think you wear a pantsuit extremely well, and I don't I love know, a pantsuit. I think a lot of girls have like your picture pinned to like <laughs> goals <laughs> wardrobe goals boards because that Altazara suit that I ordered uh, fashion week amazing. is pretty stripes. epic. I bought it at a, at the sample sale, and it was a lot of money, like more money than I think I've ever spent on. Um, Granted. well, two articles of clothing, okay. so not that bad, but it was made for you. There's not, a, but it's, you, you it's, could have spent everything on it and it would have been worth it. And you know, my dad is actually really into fashion. He's really? like, your dad sounds really I, like I need to, I need to get your dad on the podcast. He sounds really cool. My mom like could not care less. Um, What's, what does your dad do? My dad it works for an interior decorating company, okay. um, doing like commercial spaces. So I showed him the suit and he was like, that's really nice. And he was like, how much did you pay for it? And I was like, don't tell mom. <laughs> I paid six fifty for it. And he was like, that's reasonable. He was like, it's worth like, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, phew. I totally I know. Agree. I like my dad understands like when I spend a lot of money on things and that makes me feel good. And there are like certain, I don't know. I've always really liked his style. So I feel like I have kind of adopted some of some things that he uh, wears like, like he always wear. yeah like I, lo- I mean I love the whole like masculine versus feminine kind of style and I remember growing up he always had this blazer um that had like elbow patches oh, which gosh. of course were like very cool and um <laughs> back then but I got a brown blazer this is I don't know probably when I was first started working that had I mean it was a light camel color and then had like a dark brown elbow patch and it just like reminded me of my dad every time Mm. I wore it um but it was like a sleek looking blazer yeah there's something really nice about men's tailoring yeah for sure um I love suiting and I think it's gonna be really really big this fall so I'm glad I'm ahead of the trend oh yeah oh my gosh okay we're we're at the last question yes when do you feel most beautiful? When do I feel most beautiful? That's a hard question. Um, when I have clear skin. <laughs> I feel you, girl. I feel you. That's a very real. I mean, having clear skin is just everything. Like, when you feel like you don't have to put on a lot of makeup and... Um, but of course, you know, that also just has to do with like self-esteem and your own confidence. I mean, you can have clear skin and if you don't feel, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I have friends who have clear skin and they still don't feel confident in themselves. Yeah. And I'm always like, you have clear skin, like you have nothing to worry what about. You have to be upset about. <laughs> like you have nothing. Um, yeah. So I think when I have clear skin and I'm like just out of the shower, I'm like my skin is nicely mm-hmm. moisturized, super important. Yeah. Also in the summer, like, <laughs> I know this sounds like, well, it doesn't sound weird to you, but like being black in the summer is just like <laughs> the best because when your skin is glowing, I'm like, Literally. white people don't know what it's like to have skin know. that glows. They don't know. They don't know. Oh my gosh, being black in the summer, that's like literally the best thing I I've mean, being heard. black all year round is awesome, Amazing. but being summer, black in the summer is... especially popping. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on the Naked Beauty Podcast. Thanks for having me. honestly record for like four more hours. Literally. But you'll come back. Yes. Okay. For sure.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 